0: There has been a verse or several verses that God has opened my eyes to that has kept my frame of mind focused on him, especially in times like these. We have talked briefly about it, but the spirit keeps unraveling layers of this truth to me. And I feel led to share with you, whether we're in Christ or out of Christ, we could all feel sometimes like we are drowning in the world around us in some way. Our study in John will resume next week. I just want to start before I get into the verses that really has impacted me these. Several years now that is continually being opened up to me as it pertains to me, but I believe it pertains to all of us because I keep hearing people going through some things that they're feeling insignificant. They feel like they are, they have some deficiencies, some things that they feel like God couldn't use or God wouldn't use. And in some ways we feel like the little boy with the, Loaves and fishes, what will these loaves and fishes do among so many? And I just feel that this word that I have for you today will begin to open your eyes and hopefully get you to see beyond yourself that all things are possible in God. Some verses that I'll cover will be in the description. So if you want to go and review them and read them, it would be beneficial to you. But for the sake of time, I'm just going to go through the things that God has placed on my heart in regards to the verses and and life and God himself. I have two characters here, Joseph and Moses. And I want to talk a little bit about their stories, briefly talk about their stories. Joseph was a, a son of Jacob and he was favored by his father. So things were going pretty good for Joseph, not necessarily for the rest of the brothers, but for Joseph, it was good. His dad loved him, his dad lavished upon him things that the other brothers didn't get. And so for Joseph, things was beautiful and wonderful, and he was loving life until his brothers sold him into slavery because Joseph was the cherished one of his father. So that tends to bring in some some jealousy, some envy, some some anger in the camp. So, let's go to Moses. Moses was born in in Egypt. Pharaoh's daughter got him out of the river and raised him up. so Moses got this this lifestyle of privilege, so he he was not enslaved, and he found himself in a situation where his people were enslaved because his people were enslaved. He took offense to that he wanted to somehow deliver them from that. I wanted to talk about them so you can understand where they were coming from. Joseph is in prison. He was in jail for the wrong reasons. He was in jail because he was falsely accused. So you can see the dynamic of his life, what his life looked like. So when he's in jail, he's probably thinking, man, what's going on? happening, man. This is just not right. I'm doing the right things. I'm I am serving the Lord. I resist the, the temptation to be with Potiphar's wife. And and look where I'm at. And Moses, you know, Moses is in a situation where, you know, he murders an Egyptian soldier because he's seen his people being mistreated. And so he went in and killed this guy. They found out he fled and he's a fugitive. From kingdom to the wilderness, Moses finds himself in Then he has this encounter with God and God is telling him that I want you to go back into Egypt and I want you to deliver my people out of Egypt. I want you to be their leader. So you got all these things and Moses like coming up with all these excuses. It's like amazing. It's one of my favorite characters because I feel like him at times. So that's a little bit about Joseph and um, Moses story. These are important because we need to understand that the life we're in, the hills and valleys we are on these journeys that we are in life. And they're difficult, sometimes difficult. Sometimes we see ourselves differently and we're hard on ourselves. We criticize ourselves so hard that we don't understand that just because my dad's an abusive person or my mom is a drunk or we're going through some drugs, we're going through financial issues, um, their separation, there's divorce, they've got all these dynamics of life happening. How could God use me? How could God have a plan for me? You know, who am I in the big scheme of things? I'm a guppy among sharks. We have the tendency to, to, to take what we are experiencing in the now and think that that's our destiny. But let me tell you something. The verses that really impact my life, that, that are impacting my life, because it seems like the spirit of God is just continually to build upon it. And I think there's a reason why for me. And I believe for you too. And the scriptures I'm talking about is in Genesis 15, 13 through 16. And this is God speaking to Abraham. You know, God told Abraham previously that he was going to have a son and he'd be a father of many nations. Well, at this point, Abraham doesn't have a child yet. So he's dialoguing with God and God is revealing this truth to him. And let me read that. Genesis 15, 13 through 16. This is God speaking. Abram, know of a surety that your seed shall be a stranger in a, in a land that is not theirs and shall serve them and they shall afflict them 400 years. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterwards shall they come out with great substance. And thou shalt go into thy fathers in peace. You should be buried in a good old age. But in the fourth generations they shall come here again. For the iniquity of the Amorites is not yet full. So this is a beautiful message. And when I read this, I was like, well, I've read this several times. But the Spirit of God opened my eyes to the power of these verses. This is God revealing to Abraham things that we have read or will read after this verse. He's telling him of future things. And if he knows uh, the future of Abraham's seed, he definitely knows the name of those that will fulfill these things that he's talking about. And 13, surely your seed shall be in a stranger in a land that is not theirs, and shall serve them. And they shall afflict them 400 years. So, this is the children of Israel. They were in Egypt for 400 years. How did they get there? Mr. Joseph. And then it says in verse 15, and thou shalt go telling Abraham, You're going to die before all this happens. But don't worry about it. You're going to die at a good age, old age. But your people, your seat will return back to where I'm having this conversation with you. Who is that deliverer? Moses. So you see how Moses and how Joseph was looking at their situation in their life in that moment of difficulty or strain or however stress or however you want to look at it. There was a calling on their life. There was a destiny for both of them. Even in Moses' eyes, how he referred to himself, God knew, I have something greater for you. Reflecting on Joseph and Moses' story, it's easy to understand Jeremiah one five. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you a prophet to the nations. So in Christ, you can find out what he has ordained you for. You may go through some things in life, but I have something greater for you, Joseph. You are going through some things in your life, but I have something greater—a plan for you. You see, so life happenings sometimes reveals or uncover the destiny that God has for us, or the plan that God has for us. And I give you an example: Joseph had a dream that his fathers and his brothers will be bowing down to him. So in an essence, where he was, was preparing him. What he was going through was preparing him for the the manifestation of the dream that God gave him, the plan that God has for him. They're saying that in order for this dream to be manifested, you got to go through some things. I may mean, have been great, said, oh, that's great. He, I mean, he was rejoicing about the dream at that time, but didn't realize what he had to go through in order for that to happen. But it did happen. Think about Moses. Moses was going to be the deliverer of Israel. So what happened in that moment was that when he found out, when Moses found out that Israel was his people, he automatically had an instinct that they needed to be set free from this, this injustice. He did it in a perverted way by murdering another person, but still in all the essence of God's plan for Moses' destiny to be what he was supposed to be, that God's called him to be before the foundation of the world, before they even existed, God knew their plan. God knew their destiny because God spoke it in them. And as you see Moses wanting and desiring of something in him says, these people need to be set free. He didn't know how that was going to be. So he did it under his own power, his own ability. But soon God revealed to him how it was going to be. So sometimes we're going through some things and it will uncover bits and pieces of God's plan, eternal plan for us. And Ephesians 1, 4 it says, according as he has chosen us in him, in Christ, before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. So if we were found in Christ before the foundation of the world, I am assured that God spoke into us the plan and the purposes that he desires for us to fulfill for his glory and for his purpose. So when you look at this, when you think about this, I want you to see, God wants you to see that no matter what situation you might find yourself in, no matter where you are in this world and whatever you're going through, you are greater than what you see in the sight of God. If you're pursuing Him, if you're pursuing Him, you continue to say, focus on Him, eventually you will see the plan of God begin to unravel right before your eyes. And you remember sometimes we our hindsight is 2020. And when we get to that place, when we're walking in the things of God, we know that all these things were working together for good to those. We are called and love God. We have been given the purpose of God. So it's working together. Our highs, our lows, you know, our deficiencies, our flaws, all these things are working together to fulfill the purpose and plan of God in Christ Jesus. If you're not in Christ Jesus, then you can be a whosoever. You can be a whosoever. And we talked about that a couple episodes before. So I just wanted to leave this with you or something to think about this week that's been changing my life and my focus on knowing the omniscience of God, all knowing God. Then it just really begins to redirect your thinkings of, yeah, this is a bad situation. I'm feeling lousy. I don't think I have anything to offer. Don't believe the lie, because if you're in Christ Jesus, God definitely has a plan for you. And even if you're not in Christ Jesus now, what you've experienced can be used for the glory of God, if you will allow him. So if you desire to accept Christ as your Lord and Savior, as simple as this, recognize the fact that you are a sinner, that things that you've been doing under your own ability and all the things that you're doing contrary to the image of God is a sin. And you repent of those sins and you confess that you believe that God raised Christ from the dead. And that you want to be led, you want Jesus to be Lord over your life, sincerely lift that up before God. And today could be the day where you do about face and run in pursuit of the destiny that God has for you. God bless. I love you. Until next week. If you need prayer or if you have any questions or responses, you can contact us by sending us an email at IW f-i-m-h at gmail.com. That's i-w-f-i-m-h at gmail.com.